Hi everyone, welcome back to the Healing Growth Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about healing trauma in an African context. My name is Saiton Riga and I'm glad to have you here. Today's episode is the one about Christmas where we talk about navigating family dynamics, loneliness and scheduling joy. It's December! For many of us, Christmas was the best holiday there was. I love Christmas. But if I'm honest, I am a foodie and most of my Christmas memories are attached to nyamachoma, chapati, all the sweets and sweet drinks you could get and hanging out with people, trips. But the best part of it for me is honestly the food. This is our last episode for the year. So get on board as we talk about scheduling joy as we celebrate Christmas. In an African family, Christmas generally means a lot of congregating with families in the village, in the cities, even out of town. Some, sometimes people travel to different towns and cities. I technically grew up in shags or the village for non-Kenyans. We would slaughter animals, spend the day cooking, indulging in all the delicacies and just enjoying each other's company. The flip side about being an adult now is that you're the one who needs to plan it all. In the first podcast, we talked about emotional flashbacks. And for those who missed the episode, do go back and listen to it. Christmas is one of those seasons that is primed for emotional flashbacks. We have all the memories of the Christmas past, what we wanted them to be, what they became, and what we want our current Christmas to be like. There's an anxiety to make it perfect or to make sure that it doesn't replicate certain things of the past Christmas. There's also those of us who are lonely during Christmas. And in the midst of all of these things, we want to just delve into what it means to navigate this and schedule joy. We all have our good memories and the good things that we want to happen. It's interesting that we have an air of expectation of joy for the end of the year. So it's really hard when disappointment happens around Christmas. I feel like the disappointment is even deeper because there's an almost unsaid expectation that things should work out, if only for this period. But isn't that life? If we're honest, we've had moments of sadness and often avoiding them or avoiding thinking about them doesn't really help because it takes away our power when we're caught off guard. So let's talk a little bit about what we can do to ensure that we enjoy this time and are better able to cope with whatever we find on our path. Like I said, Christmas is about people. It's also when we see loved ones. It's also when we see the summer bunnies. It's when we plan road trips or finally meet up with the people you've been too busy to meet up with all year. There's a thing about Christmas where time seems to almost stop and there's no expectation of being somewhere the next day. I think it's one of the things I love most about it. One of the ways you can be able to schedule joy is about is by being intentional about meeting up with people who care for you genuinely, people you have great conversations with, laughs and lots of fun. One of the things about life nowadays is that we spend a lot more time working, going back to school, doing side hustles and businesses, and so we end up having less time to interact with those who fill our cups. Christmas is a great time to reconnect with people and have a good time without the pressure of work, without the pressure of deadlines, without the pressure of our normal everyday lives. 
as a parent, you can let Christmas be the one time that you're a little lax in the bedtime and let the kids sit and watch Christmas movies and play games and just enjoy and indulge in the joy of Christmas. There is a loneliness epidemic of sorts, and especially during COVID, when we were stuck at home, people who lived alone often suffered the brunt of seeing themselves, not having people to talk to, not having company to, you know, interact with and have conversations with. We may have gotten more used to our own company in in those times, but Christmas is one of those times where it's acceptable even to venture out and spend time with people, even strangers, and redevelop those social skills that we lost. There are lots of events to go to. Um, I know in this coming week, there are lots of free Christmas events at malls and other places. Plan to be there with someone. And if even if you don't have anyone, you can choose to go alone and maybe even make friends. Even if you don't have money, um, as long as you're able to figure out how to get there, you might find that you have such a good time that it takes away the worries that you're dealing with at the moment. If you have friend groups, you can plan sleepovers, meet, cook together, spend time sharing about life, playing card or board games, dream and plan for the new year. These are simple things that can take just a little organizing and it's easy to do something simple that allows people in different income levels to take part in it. Consider your friends who haven't been working or who have had a hard time financially and see if you can include them and gift them in this season. Many times we can truly see the struggles of those we love and be hesitant about stepping in, but Christmas gives you an excuse to turn around someone's stresses into a season of joy. In this same vein, because Christmas is a season of people meeting up, we must discuss two sets of people, the rebounds, and the Grinches. The rebounds are the people who, because they get lonely during Christmas, they decide to hit you up to see if the loneliness has made you lower your standards a little bit. It's a well-proven tactic. And for sure, one of the things that you can do is schedule time with the folks who genuinely and truly have your interests so that you don't feel the deep loneliness that allows you to step back into spaces that you should have left. Something about the expectations that we have for Christmas make it easier for people to take advantage of us. Sometimes, be it the summer bunny who ghosts you the whole year or the person who you'd finally left for real, they kind of understand the loneliness. And because of that, we can often be vulnerable to that. Decide early enough what you're going to do and plan to make sure that you're with people who care about you so that you don't need to step back into that. Let's go into the Grinches. A Grinch is defined as a mean-spirited person who spoils the enjoyment of others or a spoil sport or killjoy. I will put a couple of people and emotions into this category and let's start with the most difficult one, family. As you're doing the healing work, and the internal work on your feelings, your unmet needs, and processing your childhood trauma, you realize that there are dynamics within the family that don't work or that have been harmful. Christmas is a time when we inadvertently step back into whatever these dynamics were. Like we discussed in the last episode, deciding to put the responsibility of change on others is a strategy that doesn't work. We are responsible for ourselves, and we can only make the changes that we need for ourselves. 
When it comes to interacting with family, it brings in another aspect known as dealing. Dealing is defined as how you interact with others by using emotional regulation skills, aka calming down, taking a deep breath, choosing not to fight back with the same intensity. That's all emotional regulation skills to make interaction safer for you. One of the other things that um, dealing includes is managing expectations, healthy boundaries and clear communication. There's different levels of this, but I'm speaking especially to the people who are very early in the healing journey and haven't made decisions on how to engage. One of the easiest things to do is detached observation. Detached observation is when you choose not to react to the usual provocation, but create distance mentally. Usually what this means is you have to have a calming phrase or a thing that you repeat to yourself in your head that stops you from saying the things that you want to say that will start the fight or or things that will be hurtful just allowing yourself to take a step back no matter what is said to you at least in the beginning so that you can be able to understand what's going on usually what that means is that you need a calming phrase to repeat in your head a phrase that will stop you from reacting from fueling the fire fueling the fight something that allows you to take a deep breath and monitor what exactly comes out of your mouth next. This allows you to learn a lot more of the family dynamics and you can later make decisions on whether to carry the same dynamics or how you would like to engage. Another thing is to be clear about the personal triggers and work around them. Some have boundaries, others simple methods like changing the topic can be helpful or making it clear that you're not ready to talk about the topic. All these may work. Sometimes you may need to be a little bit clever about how you handle these things, especially if you're not ready for confrontation. You can talk about neutral topics and you can always take a breather in the bathroom to self-soothe and to remind yourself that you are important and valuable, for example, if you have a critical parent. You know how in game shows there's the call a friend option? Make sure you have one or two people that you can either call or send a voice note to help you process and decompress. Another thing is notice the emotions that you feel. Note down the whys and later on explore it with your therapist. Schedule joy, especially with people that have your true interests at heart, people who accept you. After involving interactions, whether it's walks in nature or music or phone calls or even a Christmas movie, do whatever it is that you need to recover from the interactions that you have. Another type of grinch is a tired folks. Now the truth about Christmas gatherings is that there's often a lot of work that goes into feeding people, entertaining people and maintaining the household. Dependent on your culture and family, majority of the work falls on women. In fact, the question is the degree of the work that is not on them. To be honest, it can be very exhausting. There's an endless load of things to be done. And sometimes the short-temperedness and lack of patience is just from doing way too much when ideally they should be resting. December is also when most nannies are on leave, so even with the kids there's a lot more on the plate. What you can do is plan how to manage things to allow people to have a rest and a break. Given that in most African cultures the care work is a woman's domain, do something that would be appreciated and that and it doesn't need to be anything complex. Playing with the kids, organizing food, doing activities like walks with the kids, setting up movies and things for 
the people who are always taking care of you goes a long way in ensuring that people are less impatient, less grinchy, and allows you guys to have a wonderful Christmas together. Do things that allow people to rest. Understand that this may be a reason why people are unusually short-tempered and cut folks some slack even as you lighten the load. The final Grinch is resentment and envy. Now, I'm aware that these are emotions, but these definitely come into play in family gatherings. One of the difficulties of being together is seeing how far others have gone when you feel like you haven't made the progress that you would have liked to make. This can definitely turn your mood, but it's important to realize that this is human and you can handle it better. One way is to detail your own accomplishments without comparison, genuinely and with appreciation. Celebrate yourself. We've all made progress. It might not be the progress that you intend, but you've definitely made progress. Appreciate yourself for that. Then realistically set goals for the next year. The beauty about being at the end of the year is that the new, new year comes with lots of hope. Set the goals about where you want to be and plan and dream around that. Finally, if you need, you can get comebacks to stop comparison from people around you and just be skillful around managing this as well. It's not ideal, but it's best if you know what to expect and how to handle it. Try and spend time each day reviewing and checking in with yourself so that you can be more intentional the next day about doing what you love to do and doing things that fill your cup to counter whatever hard experiences you're having. Finally, for me, another important thing is spiritual vulnerability. Christmas is the time we set aside to celebrate the birth of Christ. If you think about what it takes for an all-powerful God to come down in the form of a human baby, I consider babies the most vulnerable of us humans. Also powerful, and yet in a manger with animals. This year and the past couple of years have been a different type of difficult for many of us, myself included. Although I am immensely grateful for the work I have been able to do and the Saiton that has emerged out of this, I can't say it has been one of the hardest experiences I've ever had. For those of you still in that place where things don't seem to make sense, thank you that you're here. Even despite all the difficulties, you've made it to here. I know it feels like you've prayed all the prayers you could pray and introspected and reflected as much as you could have and put yourself out there as much as you could have, yet things haven't panned out how you expected. What I'm learning is that life has its seasons. Many, many people go through this, but in different ways. It results in a different level of growth, yanks you from the path that you thought you should have been on to a complete unknown. My last difficult season was 2008 to 2009, maybe till mid-2010. I had planned my entire life from when I was nine to go to the U.S. And in that season, my last opportunity fell apart so massively that there was no way out. So I did what I knew how to do at the time, survive. I had a job where I was making 10000 a month, barely enough to survive, but enough to help me escape from what I had always known. It was supplemented here and there by writing online and by family members, but it was also the time when I, ha I felt I had to depend on myself. It was also the most alone I had ever felt or been. 
I also at that time dropped out of university because of fees. And it was disappointing because I'd struggled so much to stay in school. I numbed with Twitter and the TV show The Wire. I felt in that season I really hovered around life and death, which is probably why I've never been able to watch The Wire again. The desperation and desolation in my life was too realistically replicated in the show. And the things that I love to do did not give me any more fun. I remember being aware that I had only two options, to go deeper into the numbing by looking for stronger things or to walk away from it all. From the first option, I had a sense that I may not have survived that. The second meant walking away from everything I knew and starting again. I chose to start again in the unknown and the difficulties. And so for you, I say, in the unknown and the difficulties, God is here with you. The promise is that he is close to the brokenhearted. And for sure, in this season, many of us have had deep heartbreak from parents, siblings, partners, spouses, jobs, careers, businesses, and dreams. And yet he is still close to you. In this season, I ask you to take the chance to be spiritually vulnerable with God about all your disappointment and expectations, how you felt let down, and ask him to show up unmistakably in your life. That path led me down to some of my greatest blessings. And yet I know if I hadn't had the courage, I would not be here. This time in 2020 to 2022 has been, in many ways, infinitely more difficult. You can think you've experienced the worst of what life has to offer, only to go through other experiences that unlock other levels of pain that you didn't know existed. I am still here. I am grateful and thankful and not alone. And this is not even because I have family. Sometimes the people who are closest to you and who love you may not be able to understand the depths of pain that you go through. They're some of those places that only God can go with you. And that's why I extend this understanding to you. I pray that you will open your heart and that God will find you in the miracle of the vulnerable baby Jesus and the closeness to your broken heart, that you may find hope and that he may lead you to where there is fullness of joy. That's all for today, and here's to wishing you an intentionally joyful Christmas and a wonderful new year. Thank you for listening to the Healing Growth Podcast. You can find us on Instagram as healing.growth and on Facebook as Healing Growth. Thank you for listening. Please share this podcast with your friends and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. My name is Saiton Riga from Healing Growth, and have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.